This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Okay. Uh, hello. Welcome. It is July? Fresh. Welcome. It is July and we're in mourning that June is over, but... Yeah, well... It's only 11 months till the best month of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great way to look at it. It's like only another Thank like you. 330 days left. Like it's not that bad. Yeah, the glass is one twelfth full. Exactly. Until Christina's 30. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> also it's cancer season. Yes, so happy it is. Cancer season. I love it. I love a good cancer. I think they're very wonderful people. They're very zazzy. They've got a lot of pun- uh, little chutzpah to them. They got the glass zhuzh, as you said in the last episode. A lot of pizzazz. How do you spell zhuzh, by the way? <sighs> That's a toughie. Uh, I think I spell it with a Z somewhere in there. Z-H. Apparently, people spell it either J-O-O-S-H or Whoa. it's Z H U Z H. Are the appropriate? That's what I do, yeah. I would have done the J one. Really? I wouldn't have even zhuzh? thought to put Z and H next to each other. Because, like, instead of, like, sh, it's, like, zh. I mean, I guess J-O-O-S-H is more jush, but I wouldn't know how else to do it. (laughs) I wouldn't know else. Anyway, I was, I had quite a crisis the other day trying to figure out how to spell it, and I ended up having to Google it. But, anyway, welcome to. And that's our update in the world of Emma and Christine. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to July. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. um, And if you are new here, welcome. We. Uh, do are doing our listeners episode where on the first of every month we tell your stories instead of telling our own stories woohoo for those of you who do want to submit your own stories one day um if you haven't done it yet you can there's a submission like entry form on and that's why we drink.com you can also send them into and that's why we drink at gmail.com just make sure you write listener story in the subject line so it's easier for eva to find so woohoo um so did we have a do we have a theme this time? We sometimes we yes. have themes. It was astral projection. Mm. Okay. Because I am a loon and I wanted it a to loon. happen and I decided it. Um, well, I think I'm actually reading. So Eva told me that there's a secret special one at the end. And I think I might actually ho- be holding on to that one by accident. So I'm going to. You might what? I think I was holding the best one for last first. So oh. we're going to put that one down and I'm going to pick a different one. Yeah. Eva's been uh, doing a fun little secret story thing every week it's kind of hilarious she likes to do bonus ones which like i like we know we don't they have nothing to do with the theme she's just like this one was too good so yes let's start off with our first story this is from devon um and the subject line is listener story astral projection so that makes sense with yes um okay so devon says hi x teen uh m eva puppers g Juniper, Lemon, Skylar, Deb the Web, phew. <laughs> My name is Devin and I use she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing <laughs> pronouns, Devin. 
Uh, y'all said you wanted astral projection stories, and I have a weird story that might be astral projection related. So let's jump into it. Not even correct. Oh, just in the face of your own saying, your own <laughs> idiom. <laughs> so I've pretty much always been pretty sensitive. I've seen spirits felt the energy of death before someone passes away. Oh, boy. Gotten messages from animals and nature around me. That's pretty interesting. Um, premonitions, the whole shebang. Uh, I've been with my partner, B, uh, now for almost four years. And we since we've been dating, I opened her mind up to all these things. And she has begun experiencing her own paranormal activity. We realize a few years into dating, though, that she has a way of invading dreams with no control. Nope. I don't know about that. I have not heard of, like, three of your, like, paranormal powers. I've never heard of these before. <laughs> of, like, being Wait, able... Wait, which ones? The communicating with animals. I've, like... Oh, oh, oh. Things like that. I'm like, wow. And also invading dreams. I'm like, that's one I've never... That's, that's a wild one. Look, usually nowadays, I'm like, there's a few things that shock us. And, like, that, that does. <laughs> <laughs> um... So one morning she turned to me and said she had a weird dream, and I told her I had too. In her dream, she recalled walking around with some friends and family in a large crowd, but somehow they got separated, and she ended up wandering off and walking down a dark, isolated path. She was completely lost, but out of nowhere, she saw me in the distance, and she approached me. <gasps> in her dream, I told her to turn around and how to get back to her family, ultimately guiding her back to where she was supposed to be. Well, this spooked me completely because I told her I had dreamed that I was standing alone in a dark area, completely alone, uh -uh. when she approached me, panicked because she seemed lost. <gasps> okay, the goose cam is alive and well. I don't remember anything in the dream being audible, but I know I grabbed her arm and I was pointing in the opposite direction, show, trying to show her how to get back to, on, to only God knows where. Once she nodded to me, assuring that she knew where to go, my dream ended. So pretty much my partner is a weird dream jumper, and this happened one or two more times since. She has also invaded dreams of other people around her, and she has no idea how to control it. Sorry if this is long. I have plenty more stories where this has come from, but I will tell them another time. Thanks for the podcast. I hope you're staying safe. Hashtag Team Wine. Love, Devin. Devin, that's bananas. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. That? Okay. That makes me wonder, like, if you stay in a hotel, like, I wonder if it's proximity-based. Like, if you're yes, surrounding other sleepers, does she find out other people's dreams? Or, like, at yeah. sleepovers, can she, like, manipulate, like, what other people dream? Or, like, would you have even had a dream unless she, like, almost called upon you because she needed help? Like, there's so many questions. Or what if you were in her dream? Like, she can... If this has only happened between the two of you... Oh, maybe it's only between the two of maybe them. Maybe she was lost in her dream and then you appeared to give her directions? I don't know. I, there Or, like, whew, there's a lot that could be addressed here. I am yeah, I'm like, maybe this, as if, like, I have <laughs> like, any sort of clue. I have, like, ten different questions I need the answers to immediately and you're not here to answer any of them. And you probably don't know the answers. Um, but my other question, too, is, like, can you imagine if they break up and you can still have that power <gasps> oh. of, like, getting into your dreams, you know? If you're, like... It de depending on what type of person you are in a breakup, that could be a really manipulative gift. <laughs> that could be For like, sure. That could be like, so you don't forget about me. Or it could also she be could like. She could be like, I'm lost. And then be like, oh, yeah, it's that way. Like, you know full well it's the other way. Right. Exactly. It's like you're walking <laughs> me right into like a river of fire. I understand. No, that oh, could. Oh, boy. 
That is interesting. I imagine if you're doing it with your partner, you've done it with your family or your best friends. I imagine you have to like reach a certain level of trust. So like, I wonder if you can also like get your best friends to be like, bring me pizza tomorrow. Like you should really test out like writing notes in people's dreams for them to like have to say back to you later one day. Yeah. That'd be cool. Listen, someday I'll get into it, but that definitely is something in lucid dreaming too, where that people believe you can, at least the authors I've read, people believe you can plan to meet up with someone mm. in a dream and then you can use like a sp- special signal and then contact them the next day to be like, what was my special signal? Right. And they will have seen it in the dream, but I clearly haven't gotten there. You're the best person to know um, like if there's ever a crisis because you literally have like a secret meeting space that nobody else can get to. Yes, Yes, exactly. Just saying, not that I want anyway. you in a crisis, but like you're the perfect person to have in a crisis. <laughs> so anyway. Okay, so this email, I have one here from Ren, and this subject is astral projection listener story. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. Hey, my name is Ren, she, her. Christine's request for an astral projection story is giving me the chance to share one of the strangest memories I have from when I was little, and I am crazy excited. Me too. Okay. Okay. When I, w- <laughs> when I was in fourth and fifth grade, I was super into paranormal stuff because my house was haunted with a poltergeist. I actually sent that story in before. I found an old time magazine book publication about ghosts and hauntings at a bookstore around this time and was hooked. I eventually found the rest of the series during used bookstore hunts with my mom. And soon I was reading up on how to learn to do normal kid friendly things like astral project and test myself for psychic abilities. Of course. My grandmother was very ill at the time, so we used to drive from our little hometown to where she lived every weekend to visit her. On one of those weekends, my family surprised me with a trip to a local shelter to adopt a dog. Oh, so sweet. Oh, puppy doggy. This was my first big pet, and I was completely over the moon. I ended up adopting a half Sharpe, half Jack Russell Terrier. He... He was a mess and he was perfect. Well, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> Do we know his name? I don't know yet. I hope it's something oh. sweet. That night, I was lying in bed with the puppy in a big box next to my bed, too wired to sleep. I decided to try to tell one of my friends about my new dog. Since this was before cell phones and the internet, I naturally decided I'd astral project into her room. Naturally. <laughs> naturally. To- totally logical, right? Except it happened. I focused for a while and suddenly felt myself lift out of my body. And then I could see the highway. We t- Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. This just. Wow. And what are you doing over there? You look like you're having like a. I'm ready. I'm ready for my TED talk. I'm ready for my TED talk. I was divvying them up so we didn't get confused. That's all. And then I could see the highway we took to get to my grandmother's flying by underneath me really fast. I saw my friend's roof and sank down into her bedroom, which was dark. She was asleep in bed. Bethany, I shout whispered. She sat up in bed after a second and stared over at me. Ren, what are you doing in my room? What? I told her I got a pup. (laughs) I told her I got a puppy and I couldn't wait to see her. And I'd tell her all about it on Monday. Then, like I was being pulled by a string, I lifted up and drifted back to my grandmother's house. Then I saw myself sink back into my body, and I was where I belonged again. I assumed it had been a really weird dream, except that Monday, I was sitting in our usual seat on the bus, and Bethany boarded at her stop, took one look at me, and yelled down the aisle, You got a puppy? Okay. Get out of here. Goodbye. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, she knew before I told her in person, which meant I actually was in her room that night. I only had it happen that once and really don't recommend astral projecting instead of texting, but it worked at the (laughs) time and now I get to wonder how I did it for the rest of my life. Love y'all, Ren. So that's super interesting for a lot of reasons, but I always... Well, first of all, no wonder you never were able to do it again. You probably freaked yourself out too much, like without recognizing it, without recognizing it of like, oh, I like literally like was able to do that and like probably maybe couldn't get back in the zone. I was just gonna say, I bet when you're a kid, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, okay, sure, I can do this. And then when you're older, it's like, that seems way out of control. I I always get really, um, I'm so confused in a fascinated way by astral projection because like it's, a lot of times it gets meshed in with like meditation and dreaming. And so like, you never really know which one it is, but it's, I've never been able to do it. I'm very jealous of the people who can. My stepmom is really good at it. Um, I can't do it. I don't know. Have you done it before? Well, I think as you probably could, like, I think it's like one of those things you probably have to. I've never practiced it to yeah. be able to. My aunt does it all the freaking time. Like the number of stories of her just like appearing in people's houses and like knowing when they change the furniture or like. It's crazy. Like knowing. I mean, I told this story on Jim Harold ages ago, I think. But like when my my, my uncle was in a prison camp um, and then he got home. Oh, right. And he nobody like knew where he had been. Nobody knew how many like it had been years. Nobody knew uh, that he had gotten home, obviously. And then the next that night, my aunt had a dream where she saw him lying on the ground in his bedroom instead of his bed. And so she called around and was like, what's going on? And she finally got a hold of him and like everyone found out he was back. And she's like, I had this weird dream that you were sleeping next to your bed. And he was like, oh, well, like in the prison camp, there were no there were were no soft surfaces. So I'd been sleeping on like concrete for years so he's like so i couldn't lay in bed because my back ached too badly so i slept on the floor next to my bed and that just creeps me the hell out wow but they're like oh yeah that happens all the time and i'm like i don't know if my i have these genes but they haven't kicked in yet so we'll see (laughs) okay we'll start igniting them because i need you to don't (laughs) come creeping around me by the way when you know that's the first thing i would do and you literally (laughs) just asked me to start (sighs) astral projecting where the hell else am i gonna go okay that's cheesecake factory with you Let's okay, wait it. a minute. Actually, how about I go to UK <laughs> factory and then on the East Coast while you're sleeping, you just meet me there and we'll have like a, a little date and I just don't. Oh, yeah. that's perfect. I, okay. That way I don't have to share my food and also you, you're asleep. <laughs> so like. I'm all- just, I can't eat it. I just can stare at it. Exactly. You can watch me enjoy my, my solo date that you're infiltrating. You know what I'm saying? Have fun for me. <laughs> I'm saying. Okay. Who am I supposed to read next? Just tell me and then I can just grab it uh tammy tammy okay cool see look how easy that was okay em <laughs> looks like they're in like an old like pbs special where everything was still on paper <laughs> and you're like, like trying Linda to find Ellerby. your script like- <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so this is from tammy tam i really do feel like mr rogers or something right now i'm you, like uh, it's kind of hilarious i'm kind of kind of loving it okay so anyway this is from tammy um tammy's subject line is listener story astral projection i love the directness okay i'm so into it so tammy says hi christine m geo and the rest of the and that's why we drink family howdy from texas (gasps) howdy i love you guys i love your show and i've always wanted an excuse to write you but nothing spooky has ever happened to me and then last week you asked for astral projection stories and i remembered a few from my grandma and other family members 
Apparently, when my grandma was a young girl, she was lying on her bed and suddenly felt herself float up. And she looked down, and not only could she see herself lying on the bed, but she could see what each member of the family was doing in separate rooms of the house. Literally, by the way, it sounds like she's playing Sims. Like, she can just see every goddamn room. Chauncey's over here. Uh, (laughs) Yes! Chauncey Bliss. Um, Oh, my God. It's like the key, though. Like, you could literally know everything. You could just, like, spy on everyone. This is my dream. Absolutely. Um, And also, uh, let's see, um, in separate rooms of the house, the moment didn't last long, but she'd never forgot it, which, by the way, I wouldn't either if I learned how to fucking fly. Um, (laughs) So I have one other story, not exactly astral projection, but in the same vein, my great uncle was U2 pilot Francis Gary Powers. Um, and he was infamously shot down over Soviet territory in 1960. And my family only knew of the crash. My family only knew of the crash and thought he was dead. Oh, so they only knew of the crash. Okay. Got it. Oh, I see. Um, everyone that is except my great aunt, uh, she had always been the sensitive one in the family. And for some reason she could just feel that he was alive. Um, meaning sitting in a Soviet prison. Uh, Francis knew his family. Wait, this is so creepy because my uncle what was literally in a Soviet, oh. a Soviet prison. <laughs> I'm, not kidding, I'm not making that up. Was his name Francis Gary Powers? Wait a minute. No. <laughs> okay. Maybe they were both like helping each other astral project elsewhere or like be open to oh it. Oh my God. How creepy. Okay. Woof. Uh, Francis knew his family must be thinking he was dead. He decided that if anyone could receive a telepathic message from him, it would be his <gasps> sister. That's so cool. I guess if you're sitting there for like hours at a time, you're like, I guess I might as well try to telepathically talk to people. Listen, if I'm stuck somewhere, I'm at least going to try. There's no reason to not, you know. Especially if you've got a new puppy or you're stuck in a war camp. I mean, there's so many options. (laughs) What a range. Um, So he set out to sending her thoughts and mental images. And sure enough, she picked up on them and tried to reassure her family that he was alive. I don't know if any of them believed her, but a few days later, they received the news that Francis was alive and being held in a Soviet prison on charges of espionage. After the trial and prisoner swap depicted in the movie Bridge of Spies. My brother was an extra in that. Uh, yeah, he's st- like we went to the movies and watched it and he was standing there in like a soldier's uniform and um, Tom Hanks walked past him. Did he play Carrie Francis Gary Powers? <laughs> now that would be an interesting twist. <laughs> that would be the goddamn twist. Also, was Tom Hanks playing your brother? Wait a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, Francis finally came home and the rest, uh, as they say, is history. Thank you so much for your stories. I'm thrilled just to have had a chance to reach out to you. I feel like you're my friends. Is that creepy? Love, Tammy. Who uses she, her pronouns? Thank you for normalizing pronouns, Tammy. Tammy, oh my goodness. Sorry I like sabotaged your story, but wow, that was really gave me goose cam there. I was like, this is I really familiar. <laughs> a little eerie. <laughs> That's so fascinating that you could sit there and try to send messages to someone who you know is sensitive. And I, you know, I wonder if if she was sitting there going, I'm trying to receive messages. I wonder if that helped, like that they were both trying to contact each other let's both definitely make a pact now though like if one of us does go missing the other one better start really practicing some astral projection shit just just gonna start meditating just to help the other one like you don't know which way i'm gonna get a message to you i (laughs) promise if you go missing i'll start like learning the shit out of that just in case thank you you're welcome and i'll just spend my i'm sure what what will be ample and safe and healthy time trying to uh meditate back to you while i'm uh (laughs) missing In this ideal situation, situation where yeah. one of us is in a in a pinch, we're not together. 
where I've been like trapped under a, you know, a boulder with like a bunch of food and water and wine and I'm like perfectly happy, but you need to come find me. That's exactly it. That sounds. That's exactly it. Got it. So this next one I have is from Sadie, who uses she, her. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, Shady. Not Shady. Sadie. (laughs) Shady Sadie. Shady Sadie. My bad. (laughs) The subject of this one is interesting. It says sleepless in Seattle or small town Minnesota. Mm. Okay. Okay. Hey, Eva, and on the off chance that this gets read out loud, everyone else. Hello. (laughs) And thank you for knowing your potential chances. I appreciate that. (laughs) Christine asked for astral projection stories, so I figured I would share my experience with you. I'll be honest, this isn't paranormal, but it's the scariest experience I've ever had, which is why I'm writing in. When I was 15, I was diagnosed with narcolepsy, a neurological disorder in which the brain has a difficult time regulating sleep signals and awake signals. Fascinating. Most people associate – I know. It's, that's wild. I don't know too much about it. I don't either. I've always wanted to – this is weird. I've always wanted to know someone with narcolepsy just to ask questions because I'm just – Well, you might learn something. I might we'll learn see. something from Shady Sadie. So Shady Sadie might be just your person. <laughs> Most people associate narcolepsy with falling asleep randomly all the time, e.g. Moulin Rouge, but or I think about um, uh, Rat Race. Mm. Hmm? No. Rat Did you ever race. watch Rat Race? I haven't watched Rat Race in so long. I got to be honest. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's uh, Mr. Bean, you know. He's like oh, yes. a cocktail weenie, and then he falls asleep while they're all looking for the money. Anyway, I watch that movie way too often as a child. Okay. Um... Most people, da, da, da. but while sleep attacks are a symptom, they are not the only symptom. Others include sleep paralysis, lucid dreaming, loss of muscle control, and ironically enough, insomnia. <gasps> I know. When I was 19, I suffered a bout of insomnia. It started as just one night where I couldn't fall asleep. No big deal. I was in college. One night with sleep was not unusual, but the next night I couldn't sleep either, nor the night after that, nor the night after that. The longer I went without sleep, the more frantic I became and the harder it was for me to calm down enough to sleep. This went on for five days. I did the math and I figured I had gone 102 hours without a single second of sleep. Oh, my goodness. Holy shit. This sounds like, you remember that Russian sleep experiment? You got me all scared about not sleeping. I'm pretty sure she was one of the members of the Russian sleep experiment. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Okay. At about hour 98, I started properly freaking out. I was convinced I was going to die. I was hallucinating, hyperventilating, and couldn't move my body. Yep. A couple of friends brought me to the hospital and called my parents. When I got to the hospital, someone had to lift me up to put me on the bed because I couldn't control my muscles. As soon as I was on the bed, I fell through it. I fell through the floor of the hospital. I kept falling. Goodbye. Oh, my God. I'm getting – oh, my God. I still remember the feeling. It felt so real. It was like one of the drop rides at the fair. The kind where your tummy lurches and doesn't quite catch up with you until the ride stops. Only this didn't stop. I kept falling down faster and faster through the basement of the hospital. Different scenes passed by me as I continued to fall. I saw my mom get the call that I was in the hospital. I saw my sister at her own school across the state. My arms are like freaking out right now. Me too. Crazy goose camp. Me too, for sure. I saw my... Own, I saw my sister at her own school across the state. I saw my dad at work. I couldn't call out or move. My muscles were completely locked up. One of the nurses snapped me out of it, and I was pulled back into the hospital room with a jolt. Throughout the next few hours, the same thing happened several more times. By that time, they had me hooked up to monitors and stuff. Every time I started falling, my heart be- heartbeat sped up drastically. I kept seeing different things every time I fell, 
though most of them moved so fast I couldn't make sense of what I was seeing. The whole experience in the hospital was a blur. I wasn't coherent at all. I couldn't move, and the nurses kept yelling at me, trying to make me tell them what drugs I had taken. They became much nicer once my talk screen came back negative. Since I couldn't speak for myself, my parents weren't there, and none of my friends had authorization to make medical decisions on my behalf, I was stuck in medical limbo. The doctors can monitor me but not treat me. They kicked all my friends out of the room, so I was alone, hallucinating, and stuck with strangers who thought I was tweaking out. It took hours before my mom before my mom finally got there and the doctors could begin running tests. It took a few hours after that until they gave me a sedative so I could finally sleep. I'm not sure if I actually astral projected or if my mind just came up with situations that I thought were happening. I saw a lot of crazy stuff while I was falling but never confirmed any of it. However, to this day, I can still remember vividly how it felt to be conscious and awake but completely unable to move or speak. It was the worst thing I ever experienced and I would take a ghost any day. Anyway, thanks for reading. I love the podcast. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. Team Wine. Wow. <sighs> wow. That. I bet you had the best sleep of your fucking life, though, afterwards. Shady Sadie. <laughs> I, if you didn't, you deserved it. You so. deserve it. If you, if you never got it, go do it now. Wow. But that's so frustrating because, like, they weren't sure what was wrong, so they couldn't, like, sedate her because it's like they don't know at the time if she's on drugs or something and you can't just, like, make her unconscious without right. knowing what's going on and like all she needed was to be put unconscious i guess wow yeah the one thing you need <sighs> they couldn't help but oh my gosh sadie i'm very that's that's honestly very terrifying like that really freaks me out really really freaks me out that answered a lot of my questions to be honest there you go all right well we all learned something so this is from uh anonymous no no name yeah no name not anonymous the group not the anonymous <laughs> this is from or anonymous maybe. <laughs> maybe it is um and the title is my boyfriend Ashley projected while i was awake beside him wow <gasps> okay well this random person goes by she her pronouns thank you for normalizing pronouns um and the story goes greetings booze who booze who booze Boozers? Maybe it was maybe it's like an autocorrect <laughs> to boozers. Maybe it's like boujou, like boujou. Like zhuzh. Like zhuzh. Wait a minute. July. Okay. Um, M. Christine, Eva, Pets, and Fruits. Um, oh, my name is Tia. Hi, Tia. Oh, oh, I'm so dumb. I didn't see that earlier. Uh, my name is Tia, and I am indigenous from a northern fly-in reserve called Sandy Lake, Ontario, in Canada. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. Canada. Um, you might remember this place from the Wendigo episode. Anyway, that's not related to the story, but I thought you might find that interesting story. The story takes place about 2013 and it is about me having a real life experience with my boyfriend, Ashley projecting at the same time. The background mm. is that me and my boyfriend moved, uh, to a small Northern community in Northern Saskatchewan called LaRange, 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 um, my dad was working here at the time. My boyfriend wanted to gain experience in electrical work, which is what my dad did and his friend did for work. Um, at the first time, uh, at the first, oh, sorry. At the time, we just delivered our beautiful little girl, and she was three months when this happened. We were only there for three months before we moved back home to our home, Sandy Lake First Nation, and we lived with my dad's friend, so we shared one bedroom between me, my boyfriend, and our three-month-old in his house. The room was small and our bed was in one corner and the daughter's, our daughter's crib was at the foot of our bed and right beside, and right side um, to her crib was an old bathroom that was not working anymore. Inside the bathroom was the homeowner's junk and it was full of uh, old boxes and who knows what. 
It didn't have a door or light, so it was creepy to begin with. One night we were all tucked into bed, sound asleep, and I slept on the outer edge to wake up to feed our baby and my partner slept against the wall. I woke up out of nowhere and with my heart pounding, I felt immediately in danger. Oh, that's not good. I didn't like that at all. Every hair on my body was standing up and I felt super scared to my core. I don't usually have these experiences and still haven't felt that kind of fear to this day. So this was completely out of character for me. I looked around, checked on my daughter who was sound asleep and tried to sleep again. This fear would not leave me. I felt a presence in the creepy old bathroom of the house. I just could not look or even open my eyes anymore. And I was so overwhelmed with the fear. So I decided to wake up my boyfriend. As soon as I was about to wake him up, he shot up out of bed, sitting upward and stared at the same corner, gasping. <gasps> Goodbye. Nope. Okay. Goose cam is like on a total other level right now. Like the hair. Okay. Like spoiler alert. Eva literally in the email or in the text, I think earlier was like, Hey, I just sent the stories for the recording. I was going to do them last night, but I got way too scared. So I had to do them today. So like now I get it. <laughs> the hairs on my arm right now are trying to rip themselves off my body. This is awful. Okay, <laughs> It's like it's a, a special wax self waxing. <laughs> Just read a national projection story. You don't even need what is it like? Veet Just or listen to our podcast. <laughs> we give you smooth skin. Uh, um, Let's see. Oh, yeah, he okay. As soon as I was about to wake him up, he shot out out of bed, sitting upward and stared at the same corner, gasping. He told me that he thought he was the only one awake in his projection, and I was still asleep next to him. And he was seeing a long, dark shadow figure with no face. So, no, he, so he no. had had a projection or he had had a vision in his dream exactly what she had been feeling. Oh, no. He described it like Slender Man standing in the corner with his arms outstretched and it was slowly creeping towards our bed. He was dreaming this at the same time I was shaking beside him, fearing the creepy corner in the bathroom. I could not see anything. I was only feeling the fear and energy, but he was dreaming and actually seeing what I was feeling. (gasps) He said it was coming closer and closer to us on the bed. And that's pretty much when he shot up and stared at the corner when it was getting way too close, we grabbed our baby in the crib and pretty much stayed up the rest of the night watching her sleep. Whatever was bothering us went away after he woke up, but it still shook us to our core. I have, n- it has never happened again, but there were a lot of negative things going on all around us at the time in that house. In our beliefs, negative invites the negatives and uh, hence the reason why we only stayed for three months. I hope you enjoyed my story. Of my boyfriend astral projecting and seeing what we were both feeling, but I could not see it. Thank God for him. Uh, or thank goodness for me. Sorry for him. <laughs> yes. Um, this is not the only time he has astral projected. He actually did it quite a bit at the beginning of our relationship, and he would wake up gasping and telling me what his <laughs> that his nose was touching the ceiling, and he could see every detail <gasps> of the wall right behind him. Um, <gasps> wow. Whatever was grabbing him was trying to make him go through the ceiling that night. So when his nose was up <gasps> to the ceiling, he also described being, um, he also described being pulled into the bed and through the floor by a negative being. Every time this happened, I would be there to wake him up because, um, uh, because when this would happen, he would groan and moan or yell in his sleep. So she would know he was being pulled into the floor or dragged into the ceiling. Okay. But like that just happened in the other story where she kept yeah. falling through the floor and she was like am i <gasps> hallucinating or is this an astral projection i mean well sounds like you're not the only one who's been dragged through a floor hate to make you not feel special anymore shady sadie but there's a few <laughs> of you out there it's probably um, a relief yeah exactly 
I also have a lot more creepy stories um, from back home in Sandy Lake that maybe I will share on the other listener stories. Um, did you know we have a whole area called Ghost Point? Thank you for reading. Okay, Tia, I didn't know that, but now I'm going to go look up Ghost Point. So, Holy smokes. I Like the fact that like both of you dreamt it simultaneously thinking the other one was asleep. I don't like that one bit. Oh, no, no. I no, know no. I've told this one before, but they're Deirdre's um, stepsister and stepmom have had um, dreams together. So again, I don't right. know if that's astral projecting or being in the same dream, but they had this experience like that where they both had the same dream, but from different viewpoints where someone was breaking into the house and Deirdre's stepsister was sleeping, but felt someone standing over her. And then she felt, she saw someone else come in and stab the guy and get rid of the guy that had broken the in. Fuck? And then her stepmom said that she had the exact same dream where she heard someone break in and saw him go into julia's room and to protect her daughter stabbed him and he what and the got f rid of him. so things like that always freak me out when like your brains can be that in sync it doesn't it's like something that you can't explain logically yeah even just by being unconscious like it just doesn't make sense like i and like going back to being a kid like Celine and i would often have the same dreams but when we were kids it was just like oh that's cool and yeah. I think as we got older, it just was like, that's so creepy. And like, it stopped <laughs> happening. Yeah. But when we were little kids, we were like, we would dream about the same little girl all the time who now I'm like, who was that little girl? And we would describe her in our journals and then compare notes. It was really wild. Um, but like, it, we just thought it was so cool and fun. And now it's like, oh, God. It really. And then it makes you wonder, like, was that little girl making you, you both have that dream together? Like, it could get really, really weird. Okay. Well, that was the thing is then we started really hating that girl because she was so scary. And she would like in our dreams, we were like, there's like she's there's something wrong with her. Like it was <gasps> so gross. OK. And she <sighs> had curly brown hair. It was like all we had the same description of her. But then she would always like stare at it. <sighs> Goodbye. It was really gross. OK. Well, anyway, I've luckily never been that in sync with anybody, but I am very terrified of the day that it happens. So. We'll just go to Cheesecake Factory and it'll all be okay. Give me cheesecake drunk and maybe something will happen. Who knows? <laughs> okay. This one is from Amy. She hear pronouns like you. So this is Hi Eva. Oh, sorry. It's called Reoccurring Haunted House Dream. Hi Eva, M. Christine, Geo, Junie in big capitals and various other members of the Haunted Brigade. <laughs> you you mean the Boujou? The bo the boujou? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I've been a fan for a while. I love listening to your podcast while I knit. I'm in my 30s, but I feel like a weird old cat lady most of the time. Oh, I love it so much. Hope to see you guys in November. I have a ticket to the New York show that got, po got postponed, fingers crossed, and also on our end. I experienced something very recently that I believe falls within the theme and has been one of the creepiest dream-related things that has ever happened to me. Hmm. When I was growing up, my family and I would often take trips to visit my grandparents' house in Bath, New York. It's a small rural town, and their house was big and very old. My mom's family is huge, so it was always crowded with aunts and uncles and tons of cousins. You think this would make it feel more warm and friendly, but there were always areas of the house that just never felt right to me. Hmm. To make it worse, my grandmother loved collecting old dolls. Blech. Goodbye. And they were everywhere. In cases, on nightstands, in little doll rockers and cribs, giant dolls in the middle of stair landings. What the F? I hate that. The yeah, me too. The upstairs was the worst. A long, narrow hallway with bedroom doors on either side. And at the end of the hall, on the opposite side of the smaller staircase that everyone used, was a giant winding staircase that no one used. 
The bottom only led to a door out of the house, a window facing the front lawn and the basement. As a kid, I always had the hardest time falling asleep anywhere in that house, no matter how many cousins were sleeping near me. I would have terrible nightmares. I would hear creaks and taps and duck under the covers with my pulse racing, trying to avoid eye contact with the dolls. <sighs> when my grandparents passed away years ago, the house was sold to a new family, and I haven't been back there in decades. I've had reoccurring dreams about this house as an adult over the years, most of which involve me in the second story, gliding into each room, pulse racing, feeling like I'm on a tour that I cannot stop or look away from, and I'm convinced I'm going to find something terrifying in each room I enter. It always ends with that awful staircase. The most recent dream I had, I glided all the way down the stairs, and when I got to the landing, I looked out the window, and in the front lawn of the house was a group of people I didn't recognize standing there staring at me. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. But none of this is fun. I don't like this <sighs> at all. <laughs> I lifted up a doll and started talking to them through the doll. Shut the My fuck lips up. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> My lips weren't moving, but the dolls were. I can't remember what I said. And then I woke up in a sweat, completely terrified. Recently in a Zoom chat with my family, I told them about this dream. And then my brother and sister both came forward with similar dreams that they had had about the house over the years as well. My dad said, Amy, what if you were haunting the house now? He meant it as a joke, but it sent shivers down my spine and still does. What if I am haunting the house in my sleep and those people I saw there were the family that currently lives there? Okay, I'm going to literally Bye. throw up. Like the others <laughs> shit where you find out at the end that like they've been haunting the family the whole time, not the other way around. Em, that's spoilers. That movie's been out since like 2004. If you didn't, if you haven't seen it, you didn't want to see it. You're okay. <laughs> he was dead the whole time. I haven't, I was never going to see it. We all know it. Uh, it's, a, it's one of my favorite scary movies. It's very good. I don't know if you will read this, but if you do, I hope it gave you the spookies. Well, sure fucking did. The Thanks a spookies. lot. Yes, that's that's what we'll call it. <laughs> yeah. Hope you all stay creepy, weird, and safe during these unprecedented times. I'll try not to haunt too many people in my sleep. Don't come for me, any any of you. Lots of love from Brooklyn, Amy. Oh my gosh, Amy, that's frightening. And also now I'm scared that everyone's going to astro project into our houses and scare the shit out of me. You know what I never thought about is people who listen to our show could literally just astro project to us at any time. Well, that's literally what I just thought of, and I'm terrified now. Please respect our privacy. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. But it sounds like a lot of these people aren't doing it on purpose. That's you know? true. Just don't think about us before you go to sleep. Okay, you can come through my house all you want, but just, like, please don't let me see you because I'm going to be so scared. Oh, I'll lose my mind. Yeah, you can view whatever you want. Just, like, don't bring your astral phone and take pictures. Just <laughs> don't, like... Don't spread that around. Okay. So anyway. Incriminating photos of M sleeping. <laughs> of me like like stuffing 20 Oreos in my mouth at once. Yeah. <laughs> I have plenty of those. Don't worry, folks. Okay. Our final uh, episode or our final story, our bonus story that Eva likes to throw out every now and then. This one apparently has nothing to do with astral projection, but it is topical in that we have recently covered this. So um, this is from Danielle. And Danielle uses she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, Danielle. Uh, the topic is personal story submission. I was at the anonymous protest against Scientology. Okay, but like we see the theme, right? Like we see that every single bonus story Eva has picked is a Scientology story. Like in the last like six weeks. Oh, 
I he, s- and she literally texted us that today. She's like, I'm sending another bonus Scientology story. I just didn't even think about the last the last six or like six months. I haven't thought about it at all. <laughs> I know. Sorry. No, that's like been the thing is that like every month now she's adding a Scientology bonus. I see. And I'm sure she has directly said it. And I just fucking decided not to even process that information. Uh, it's probably because I said it and you just were like, OK, Christine. Look, I'm happy to be excited on camera in front of everybody. So anyway, (laughs) this is apparently another Scientology. It didn't even cross my stupid mind. Okay. Um, And also, for those of you who have not caught up to our current episodes, we are, if you listen to these out of order or whatever, I recently covered Anonymous, the um, hacker group. And um, in that, I was talking about um, some of their operations they've done. And one of them was Operation Chenology where Scientology and uh, Anonymous duped it out, apparently. So this is the story of that, apparently, from a first-person experience. Danielle says, Hello, spooky friends. I'm listening to the last episode about Anonymous, and I got excited hearing about the February 10th protest against Scientology back in 2008 because I was there. I had to double-check because I was an angsty teen at the time, and some of the specifics were hazy, but apparently my badass mom heard about Project Chenology, through a forum with old friends who were also ex Sea Org members. Oh my <gasps> god! Okay, oh, fuck. Okay, absolutely. Uh, so, if you haven't, first of all, I'm going to do another shout out. If you have not watched Leah Remini's docu series about Scientology, please go do it. You will learn what a Sea Org member is. We've said it before, and we'll say it again. It's one of the only shows Em and I have both like aggressively binged and been obsessed with. So, besides like The Office, <laughs> yeah, and like I've rewatched yeah. it. It's just so fucking fascinating. <laughs> Um, okay, so she basically ex Scientology members, just to, just to make it simple. Um, some backstory: my mom was deeply involved in Scientology, so deep, uh, mm. so deep that when she and some friends decided they wanted to leave the church, the um, the church tried to ruin their lives. So that's called what's the yep. the the f- fair play, the fair play thing that they do. Oh, or fair I game. forgot I had a name. Yeah, it's called fair game, fair game. And basically the, the church tries to ruin your life um, in protest of you leaving. Because I think they have like a right to now that you've signed away, quote, signed away, quote unquote, your exactly life and possessions. So apparently my my mom is still on their blacklist. And though she lost some belongings um, and her then fiance who didn't leave with her, she managed to leave relatively unharmed. So when she found out they were going to meet up outside of a Scientology building in L.A. to protest, she said, fuck yeah, fuck Scientology, we're going. Uh, I yes. can confirm that there were a lot of people there. I learned so much uh, being among them. Many of the protesters had personal ties to the church and finally felt safe enough in the an- anonymity. I cannot ever say this word. Anim- anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> My brain refuses to learn that word. Uh, Anonymity. Exactly. There's a few words like that where I'm like, I'll just never get this one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Many of the protesters had personal ties to the church and finally felt safe enough in the anonymity of the protest to speak out against it. Some ex-members, like my mom, didn't want to be anonymous and had no problem showing their faces. They had lost jobs, homes, belongings, loved ones, and children to the church. Um, Most protesters, though they were in... Most protesters, though, were in Guy Fawkes masks. Um, My mom actually kept one of our masks on her mantle for a while to commemorate the day. 
Whoa, that's cool. The church did attempt to scare us. They took pictures of us and followed us um, to our cars, but nothing happened. Now most people know what they are and what they've done. My mom and everyone who's had to rebuild their lives after the church are happy about that. And she has no problem with people who like Tom Cruise. (laughs) My husband is one of them. Their first conversations uh, about him was fun. And other famous Scientologists, but she'll always give her two cents about it. She won't watch any of their movies and she doesn't care how nice people say they are. She is firm. Um, Thank you for reading. My mom says hi. Love you too. Love your show. Danielle. Wow. Wow. I like that we have some ex-Scientologists that listen to this show. But Em, remember that one where where they said they had uh, a, a an um, addiction problem, and then they kept going back to the Scientology uh, mm. rehab program. Yeah. That was last month. That was June first. Now it's clicking, real, yeah, real good. So that is just so fascinating to hear from people who are actually in it. You know what could be interesting? I know you say one day you want to cover Scientology. We've got enough people that have probably are ex members. You could probably get personal accounts and all that too, outside of the many others. I think actually I was thinking about this a few days ago is like it will probably be my first multi-parter. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Which seems wild because I've covered some really big ones, but I think that might be just because of personal experience, I think might be like my first real multi-parter. Yeah. Send them in, folks. But I do have an actual request for next, like a different request. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can I request? um, so, So I felt a little bit like there were some synchronicities in this episode where like the I told a story about my uncle and then the person had a story about their uncle going to the same kind of right things all kind of melded together. Yeah. I feel like a synchronistic episode would be very exciting. Ooh. Okay. Sure. Just in general, just if anyone has, if there's any general stories like that, that'd be cool to read. If anyone has synchronicities that have happened that you think are pretty bananas, um, let me know. I would love to read about them. Some of my favorite paranormal podcast, Jim Harold's paranormal podcast episodes are about synchronicities. I think it's like soups fascinating. I didn't even know this. Is that like an official word that they're called, synchronicities? Because I would have just called them weird-ass coincidences. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. But yeah, synchronicity, it's like there are like multiple belief systems around it and like people study it. Ooh, okay. And there are like actual authors who've written about it. But yeah, it's basically like this idea. I mean, I don't know. I think some of it gets into quantum physics, which is just my jam. But (sighs) Absolutely. um, Yeah, I think think synchronicities in general would be super fascinating, just like things that – we're so are so wildly quote unquote coincidental that it seems like it was maybe something more. All right. You heard it here, here, heard it here first, folks. What is wrong with me? Uh, also looking forward to <laughs> you that. You heard it here wrong and you heard it here first. <laughs> and then you I'm heard it here kidding. again. And also looking forward to that one random Scientology story that I will be surprised by next month. Um, <laughs> you're the one who reads them too. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, uh, for listening. And I guess the next time we do this will be August. So I'll be bananas. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> scary. Yikes. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you. And, uh, send in your stories either. And that's why we drink.com or, and that's why we drink at gmail.com and make sure you put the theme and the, and the phrase listener story in the subject line. Yay. Thanks everyone. We love you. And that's. Why? We read your stories. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so clever. <laughs> Bye. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. 
At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.